Let us pray. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Amen. Jesus encounters a Samaritan woman at the well of Jacob and they go into a dialogue. The Gospel of John in this uh, chapter brings uh, to light so many issues, but we'll just emphasize uh, two. Jesus crosses barriers or smashes barriers and the Samaritan woman is saved by grace. This is a reminder as to why John is uh, writing the way he is writing. He is trying to remind us that Jesus is the son of God, the Messiah and savior of mankind. And while we are doing this, I would like you to keep at the back of your minds two verses from John uh, 1, verse 9 and verse 17. This is because uh, I feel uh, John 1 holds the key to unlocking uh, the gospel of John. So just bear those scriptures uh, in mind as we go along. As part of our message, I will just show you the map of Israel and the route that Jesus Christ took. But before I do that, let me just give you a quick background as to the relationship between the Samaritans and the Jews. These were two groups of people who were related by blood. At some point, Israel got split into two kingdoms. The northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom representing Israel, where Samaria is, and the southern kingdom representing Judah, uh, where Jesus was uh, traveling from. Judah, Jews. The Samaritans and the Jews had a number of things in common. They shared the... uh, Pentateuch, which is the first uh, five books of the Bible, the ritual of circumcision, the Sabbath, the festivals, and they both awaited the coming of the Messiah. But because of uh, the division that took place after the death of Solomon, they became hostile to each other. In fact, at some point, the Jews, uh, when they were rebuilding the temple, the Samaritans offered to help, but the Jews uh, de- 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 deny them, and this brought about friction. And this resulted in the Samaritans uh, building a rival temple at Mount uh, Gerizim. This will come clear uh, as we uh, progress. 
So Jesus decides to go into Samaria. And interestingly, John says he had to go. Jesus had to go into Samaria. This should get us uh, thinking. Is there something happening here? Is this a divine appointment? Was Jesus anticipating this meeting with the Samaritan woman? So he takes the shorter route. Sometimes, or most times, the Jews would take the longer route, crossing the Jordan, avoiding the uh, uh, land of Samaria, and back into uh, Galilee. But Jesus takes a shorter route. In doing this, Jesus is crossing barriers. He is not hampered by the hostilities, the hostile relationship that exists between the Jews and the Samaritans. That's barrier number one. Tired and thirsty as he was from the journey, he stops over at the well of Jacob and waits for someone to come along. And lo and behold, the Samaritan woman shows up. And Jesus asks her for a drink. Notice how she answers. You are a Jew. I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? This is revealing the hostilities that we, that I, I, I talked about between the Samaritan and the Jews. But Jesus is not hindered by this. He presses on. And he, he, he responds by saying, if you knew the gift of God. But again the woman replies, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with. Where can you get this living water? Jesus responds again by saying, everyone who drinks this water. Again, another spiritual barrier is brought to, to the fore. And this time, sorry, another barrier, this time a spiritual barrier. Obviously, the woman did not understand what Jesus was referring to. Living water. So Jesus takes advantage of this and goes on to explain deeper spiritual truth. Everyone who drinks this water thirsts again. But the one who drinks the water I give will not thirst, for it will spring up. It will well up into eternity. Give me this water, the woman says. She is still without understanding. She's in the physical realm, in the natural realm. Then Jesus tries another, uh, another thing. And he says, go and call your husband. And the woman responds by saying, I have no husband. The Lord commends the woman for speaking the truth. And then he goes on to tell her the story of her life. Then she begins to see. She begins to understand. Say, I can see that you are a prophet. In the process, she brings up the subject of worship. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain. Remember I talked about the two rival uh, temples. 
the one in Jerusalem and the one in, uh, uh, on the Mount uh, Gerizim. Then Jesus again teaches deep spiritual truth when he defines what true worship was, when he moves from the Old Testament ways of doing things uh, marked by rituals, ceremonies as a way of worship, and he hints to the kind of worship that he was to usher in in the new dispensation. Spiritual uh, worship that is in spirit and in truth. But we won't go into uh, great details about that. The woman goes to back into town and tells everyone, come and see someone who has told me everything about myself. And true indeed, many Samaritans come because of the woman's testimony. They believed. But after a while, they asked Christ to tarry and stay with them for two days. And he did. And in the process, he preached to them. And they understood. And this is their response. Not only do we believe because of your testimony, we also now believe because we've heard for ourselves. At this point, I want to draw to you, I want to challenge you. The, the second hymn we sung was appropriate in the sense that it challenges us to rise above our fears to, to, to spread the gospel. You notice that the Lord could have been discouraged by the woman in so many ways, but because of his love and grace, because of his desire to open up this woman, he didn't. At the beginning I said, was this a divine appointment? In other words, God does provide opportunities for us to spread the good news. Do we take these opportunities? Or are we intimidated? In our day-to-day uh, encounters, as we interact with our friends, strangers, and so on, do we see the opportunities that God provides for us and seize them? We don't have to be expert evangelists. A simple word like ex- an expression of your faith may go a long way. It may have an everlasting impact on on someone's life. Immediately or later on at some point. To those of you who are still searching, who are still seeking, see how the Lord dealt with the Samaritan woman overlooking all her faults, all her shortcomings. She may be someone whom the community had condemned immoral. We see this from what Christ said. You've had five husbands, 
and the, the one you are living with is not your husband. She may be, have been an outcast, a total reject, a condemned person. But Christ does not deal with us in this way. He deals with us according to grace, according to his goodness. Not on our merits, we have none, but on his merits. Because he fulfilled the law and died for us. So come, if you still have not put your trust in the Lord. Just come as you are, and you will make you whole. That is the message to take home today. Thank you.